the world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. I'm so glad to be back with you again this week. We have a birthday coming up this week. My oldest, he will be 16 on Friday. So that seems impossible. I don't feel old enough to have a 16-year-old, but it is indeed true. And on Saturday, we will, I think on Friday, he's going to go to a football game with his brothers and his dad. And on Saturday, we will have family here and just celebrate together. So we're excited about that. We try to make birthdays special around here. So um, birthday weekend coming up. I wanted to share with you today about speaking words of life over our children. And I just think this is such an important word for mothers because our words are so important to our children. And we have such an influence over them with the words that we speak. And sometimes I don't think we realize the influence we have or the importance of the words that come out of our mouth. Our words are so powerful that they help shape the way that our children see the world around them and see themselves. You know, what could be more powerful than that? God has given us that wonderful privilege of being influencers in our children's lives. You know, these days you've, you've got all these men, these influencers, you know, on social media. There's nothing more important than influencing our children for Jesus. You know, and it's so easy as a mom with small children and with teenagers to forget. You know, one of our duties as moms is to correct and to train and to discipline and disciple. And that is a hard job. And it seems like it's, it can, it can really easily become a negative loop. When all we do is correct, and, and it's, it's necessary to correct. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying we shouldn't correct. But when, when that's all we're focused on, it can, be, it can be draining. And not just for us, but our little ones. You know, imagine if you had someone and their job was to follow you around all day and to correct you. Anytime you did something wrong, their job was to point out what you did wrong and how you could do it better. No, no matter how much you love that person, after a while, that would get very annoying and you would not want to be around that person. And 
no matter how much what they said was true, because we're not drawn to that. We're drawn to people who speak life over us. So we don't want to be that person for our children. Yes, we want to correct when necessary, but we don't want every interaction that we have with our child to be correction. Or we're going to drive them away instead of draw them near. But it's really easy to fall into that trap. And especially if we were not brought up in a home where that was a part of the atmosphere, if no one spoke praise or spoke positive words over us or encouraging words over us, then it doesn't come natural. I don't know if it comes natural to anyone. Maybe maybe it does. Maybe it comes natural to you. But it certainly did not come natural to me. So when my children were younger, I determined that that's part of what my job description was as a mom. It was my job to speak life into them, into their hearts, into their minds, and to give them a scriptural view of how God sees them and how I see them so that they would believe, so that they could believe for themselves that God had good things for them, that God had a plan for them, that they were a part of God's story. As mamas who love our children, we want them to be men and women of character. And so we must correct, you know, we must identify the bad attitudes and the bad behavior and deal with them. But we also must keep it balanced and we must be intentional about speaking words of life over our children. And like I said, maybe this does not come natural for you. I want to read for you Proverbs 18.21. It says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So it comes down to what kind of fruit do we want in our home? What kind of fruit do we want in our children's lives? Well, we need to speak those kind of words into their hearts, into their minds. Your words are seeds and those seeds go in that heart and they ruminate and they bring forth fruit and you want it to be the kind of fruit that brings life and not death. Isn't that powerful that you have that? You have that in you. And I don't care how um, how you feel about that. It's the truth. I don't care if if you feel like, yes, I can do that, or, oh, I could never do that. You can. You can. It's in there. you know. And we must be intentional about speaking those words. I want to share with you today seven tips for speaking life over our children. The first, I've said a couple of times already, be intentional. Decide, I'm going to do this. Because it's like anything, until you make a decision, if it's not part of your normal routine everyday life, if it's not part of your your nature right now, it's not just going to happen. It's one of those things that you have to determine. You have to say, I'm going to do this. So the first tip is be intentional. My sister told me years ago, we both homeschool, and she told me years ago on her to-do list was speak life over my children. And I thought, what a great idea. I'm still in that. And so I put that on my to-do list just to remind me every day because, you know, it's really easy to think, oh, we've got to get math done. Oh, we've got to get reading done. Oh, we've got to get this done. But one of the most important things for me to do each day is to speak words of life over my children. 
So I stole that idea and you can steal it from me. Number two is push past the awkwardness. If it is awkward for you, if it is not something that comes natural to you, I encourage you to do it anyway until it becomes natural. Push past the awkwardness and you will be amazed at how natural it will become for you. You will be the most positive, life-giving, life-speaking mama on your blog if you just be intentional and decide to push past the awkwardness. Number three, be honest. You don't have to offer hollow praise. Nobody wants hollow praise. Nobody wants somebody speaking things over them they don't believe. Even your little ones know if it's if it's hollow praise. There are so many good things to praise. You don't have to make up stuff. God will show you the good qualities to point out. And you will see them when you're looking for them. I've found in my life, and this is not just in parenting. This is in all areas of life. When I'm looking for fault, I find it. You ever met people like that? And that's all they're looking for is fault. Well, they are never disappointed. But when I look for good, when I look for Jesus, I find him too. So when we start looking for the good things, for the things to say that will bless and encourage, we will find them when we determine to look for them. And those are the things we speak out. Number four, use God's word. If you can't find the words, use his word. He has so many good things to say to us and about us and through us in his word. You know, just take a book, one of the books of the Bible and go through it. Go through one of the books in the New Testament and find the good things. There are so many. It's so rich of good things you can speak over your children. Start with Ephesians. You know, you could start in Ephesians and speak over, speak that over your children and you can make it natural. You can make it a part of the everyday. You can say things like, you know, God made you. He had you in his mind before he made the whole world. You know, God has a good plan for you. You're that important to him. You know, things like that. He said that you'd be before him in love. He loves you. That is speaking life. And that was just the first chapter of Ephesians. But there's so many good things in his word that we can speak over them. Number five is acknowledge and praise growth. No, like I said, we still have to correct. We still have to deal with attitudes. We still have to say, no, 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 we're not, we don't, we don't talk that way. No, 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 we don't hit. No, no, no. But when we see growth, acknowledge that growth and that speaks life. You know, I remember my oldest son, David, he had a a problem when he was little and it seemed like I was constantly on him. He was oblivious to other people's feelings or emotions or or hurting. Them. I mean, he would run past his brother. His brother would be laying on the concrete with blood. And he would not even, he'd be oblivious to it. He was running about his business. He just was so single-minded, focused on whatever he was doing or playing or working on. And he rarely saw other people's, what he had done to other people. And I would get angry 
because I'm like, son, your brother's bleeding, <laughs> you know, and he's like, what, what? And I would, I know, I know you're probably better at those kind of things than me, but I would just, I would get upset with him. I'd be like, don't you see? Well, and the Lord, one day, a revelation, no, Audra, he doesn't see. That's your job is to help him see. So I would go and get him and say, look, your brother, you I know you didn't mean to, but you knocked your brother down. Could you say you're sorry? Could you check and make sure he's okay? Okay, okay, okay. And he would do it, but he'd never do it on his own. And I always had to go get him and bring him back and say, you see this happen a lot, right? <laughs> and I always had to go and say, look, you hurt your brother. Say you're sorry. And he would never do it on his own until one day he did it on his own. I was watching his brother fell off. He knocked his brother off the bike this time. And he went over. He said, you okay? Actually, he was really little at the time. So I think he said, you okay? And his brother said, I okay. And he patted him on the head. And I saw growth. And I thought, I'm jumping on this opportunity. And I went over and I told David, oh, David, you did such a good job. You know, I clapped. Oh, you did such a good job. You you went and helped your brother out. You heard him, but you said you were sorry. Good job. I never had to correct him again after that. Because every time something like that happened again, not only did he go tell his brother he was sorry, but he looked to me for praise. Because we love praise. And so do our children. So when we're caught doing something good, we will continue to do that because we're looking for that positive affirmation because they want to know that we're proud of them. And yes, there's correction, but there's also growth. And we do it. We can use that growth as an opportunity to speak life into them and see more of that. You know, whatever we praise, we will see more of. Also, number six Speak potential. Speak potential into, the, into their lives. Maybe it's things you haven't seen yet, but that you want to see. You know, maybe it's things like, you know, I remember when one of my boys, we were dealing with fear. I think there was a, a nighttime fear thing. And we started memorizing that verse in Joshua. It says, it says, be strong. Joshua 1, 9, be strong and of good courage. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And that was what I wanted to see. I wanted to see him strong and of good courage and knowing the Lord was with him. So that's what I started speaking over him. I'd say, remember, God is with you. Be strong and of good courage. And I would say things like, you are full of courage. You are a courageous little boy. And God is always with you. And it builds up their faith. So you're giving them the thoughts to think. And when they're little, they soak it up like a sponge. So acknowledge. number. I'm sorry, I'm, I lost track of my numbers here. Number five, acknowledge and praise growth. Number six, speak potential. You know, Think of Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you hope and a future. Speak that over them. Say, I just, I wonder what kind of plans God has for you. You know, he says he has good plans for you. Aren't you excited? I can't wait to see what God has for you. You're giving them, you're speaking into their potential. You're giving them hope for the future. Guys, they need hope for the future. We need hope for the future, but we can give them hope that God has a good plan for me. 
and it will take them through so many seasons of life. You know, maybe you have had seasons in your life that you've struggled because no one ever spoke that over you. You didn't even know if God had good plans for you. Well, that is a gift that you can give them. I'm not saying they won't struggle. They'll have their own struggles. But there are some things that we can help them through. And finally, ask for the words. I think I mentioned this already. But number seven, pray for the words. I do this all the time. You know, so many situations I find myself in and I think I don't have the words here. We can pray. I have prayed, Lord, put your words in my mouth. Lord, let my words be sweet because let them be from you. God, help me to speak life today, even though I don't feel life. Maybe I feel darkness. Maybe I feel heaviness. Maybe I feel fear. But let the words that come out of my mouth be faith-filled so that we can see you in our situation, so that my children can learn this is the way we talk. You know, we may feel fear, but it doesn't mean we have to give in to fear. And you are imparting faith into your children by the words you speak you you are a good influence to them you you do speak correction but you speak life even in correction we can speak life and i hear some of you say well you know what if what if i spoil them you know what if i build them up so much that it's unrealistic and you know what if i give them a false hope honey when they get out in this world They're going to have enough people telling them what they can't do and who they'll never be. We can fill them up with truth. We can fill them up with hope so that when they go out into the world where people are not speaking life, they will have a store of life. You are not, if you are speaking truth and you're speaking from your heart and you're speaking from God's word, you are not going to give them false hope and you're not going to spoil them or give them a big head. You are showing them who God created them to be and he can work out all the details. Amen. So I hope this has been an encouragement for you today. I hope that it has been a blessing and a reminder. You know, maybe this is something you already knew, and that's awesome. But I'm just encouraging you to put it to practice. And, you know, and even I have found with doing these podcasts, I think I'm going into four months now. They encourage me, you know, by going back and remembering and and thinking, now, how did I do that? Or, you know, what were the most important things? And, you know, what are the things that I want to implement now? It encourages me. It reminds me to do the good things. It reminds me to put my best foot forward. It reminds me to trust God. So even by being a blessing and trying to be a blessing to you, I'm blessed. Isn't that the way the kingdom works? You know, it always works that way. We think we're giving, but we end up receiving. If you have enjoyed this, I encourage you to go to my blog, Grace for My Home, and subscribe to my mailing list. And as I send out newsletters and reminders, you'll be the first to get those. So if this has been encouraging to you, I encourage you to go there and hear more from me throughout the weeks and months. But I want to pray for you before I let you go and just bless you and tell you that I appreciate you coming each week and listening. And I love you and I'm praying for you guys. Father, I thank you for my friends. I thank you that you are with us, that you promised that you would never leave us nor forsake us, 
that, Lord, you love us even when we don't love ourselves, even when we're not lovable. You love us, God, because you're a good parent. And I pray this week for the ladies who hear my voice. I pray for, Lord, courage in their hearts. And I pray, Lord God, for hope. And I pray, Lord God, that you would let them see their home, their husbands, their children, their lives in a new light. I pray, Lord God, where there has been heaviness, that, Lord, you would lift the heaviness and let them see possibilities. And we love you, Lord, and we thank you for all your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.